The following is a presentation of the College Athletes Network. I don't want a perfectly white headband. I Why? Don't. You don't want to look shiny? No. Like, they look no. crispy clean. I want stuff that has memories on it and buckets and, <laughs> and equity, sweat equity on it. What's up, everybody? Welcome into episode six of the Gimme Timmy podcast with Drew Timmy and Noah Bono on the College Athletes Network featured on iHeartRadio. Man, we got another good one in store for you today. First of all, I do want to thank everybody for continuing to support the podcast. Drew, talk to me, bro. Talk to the people. Yeah, man, we really appreciate y'all tuning in. If you could write a review or leave a star on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcast, you, you have a good chance of ending up on Santa's nice list, and no one wants to get a lump of coal for Christmas, so make sure you lock in and leave that Ooh. stuff down. Hey, I bet a lot of people would love to sit on your lap and tell you what they want for Christmas. That has sexual connotation to it. No, I do not no, approve. that's not what I meant. I just meant like you'd be a great Santa, dude. Like <laughs> you're, you just you'd be a good Santa. Like yeah, you want to end up on that nice list. Maybe you get that kiss in the box. Maybe you subscribe and download. Drew gets that good sleep. We got a lot of different nuggets here for you guys if you subscribe to the show. I think like a lot of it's benefit for both parties. But anyway, so Drew, let's get right into. Just how we always started off with our with our game recaps. You guys are on a nice three game win streak. You took care of Kent State. You took care of UW. You took care of Northern Illinois. Three good games in a row. Three good wins in a row. Monday night, eighty eight sixty seven. You had twenty six six and three. Only missed six shots. Playing well. Teams playing better. Talk to us. What what's the vibe like within the team? And um, you know, give us your breakdown of the game. Yeah, I would say the uh, the UW and Kent State game. We took some steps maturity-wise. I think we were more locked in and more focused. Those are obviously two better teams. Then we played a team in Northern Illinois that's not as good as those teams. And um, in the first half, we kind of had an immature approach to the game. I felt like we didn't play with as much energy or as much passion as we did in the previous two games. And I thought that's why the game was close in the first half. But in the second half, we picked it up. And, uh, you know, it was it was weird because in the, in the locker room, Coach – you know, like when your parents are mad, like they're mad at you, but they're more disappointed than mad. They're like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the uh, message we got. And that one was just a dagger to the heart. Like that disappointedness. What was he disappointed about? Just our immaturity, basically, like not playing with the passion and just taking care of business like we should have because. Oh, is this just a first half thing? Yeah. This, was yeah. At, this wasn't after the game. This was at halftime. No, this was at halftime of that game because okay. it was a six point game and it should not be that close uh you gave me good live money line odds so thanks any, <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate it he might not have but anyway go ahead yeah but uh yeah we just uh had to basically just mature up and be like screw it like we can't play the level of our competition and i thought in the second half we did a better job of that obviously hunter i think he had a career high in minutes which was like 30 or something which was huge and we needed every single minute from him just his defense and intensity, he changes the dynamic of our team when he comes in just because he is such a ball hawk. And, and look, he's looking to score more now. And then Ben Gregg was huge and came in and scored on a night that as a team we were struggling to put the ball in the hoop. So, And then Malachi as well was able to come in and score and alter the game. So like having those three guys come off the bench and score was huge for us because as a team we just we were off. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, you, you were saying something about just like 
you know, you got going in the second half a little bit more, and obviously you got into the high 80s, which was a good sign. But, like, taking what you have now, three-game win streak, you know, not nothing against the competition that you played, but, like, headed into this next game, like, this game against Alabama is, you know, another emphasis on just how hard this non-conference schedule has been, and they're coming off a monster win at Houston, upset the number one seed. They're ranked fourth now. It's like, you know, and I know it's neutral site, neutral site in Alabama, but like, how are you guys gearing up for that throughout the rest of this week? Well, we better play the full fucking 40 minutes because they are a hell of a squad. I mean, to go into Houston and beat a team like Houston, Houston's a totally different animal of a team just with how hard they play and, and their style of play. And um, it was impressive. I was able to catch the uh, second half of that game and it was, it was, uh, it was pretty crazy how Alabama pulled that one out. Like they're a really good freaking team, and we were able to kind of see the uh, I don't know what it was like two or three of the overtimes when they played North Carolina because that was the game yeah. before our game. So it's gonna take a lot. And uh, one thing we really struggled with against Northern Illinois was how loaded up they were on the first side of our actions on offense. Explain that for people. Yeah, so like when you come down, the point guard brings it in. Let's say I'm in the trailer spot and the the guard swings the ball back to me and then I move the ball to the other side and we get to a ball screen or cut or something. We were trying to score off that first action no matter what the shot was. And that team was so loaded in that way that they were taking that away from us. And in the second half, our offense opened up more. We were getting it to the second action and and getting like more creation and more making more reads and making the defense shift over the nail multiple times instead of just jacking when they're already loaded. So like, wow. <laughs> it's okay. But, but <laughs> no, nah, like being able to move the defense more instead of letting them sit and just kind of camp out on our first action was huge and opening up the floor for us. And they were doing a good job of digging off the first side too. But on the second and third side, it was harder for them to dig, especially on me in the post, which made the, which opened up things a lot for us. Yeah. Moving the defense side to side getting them they're going to get tired eventually which is you know if and all you guys have to really focus on is just being methodical and a little bit more you know having a little bit extra discipline mm -hmm. to just get you know you don't get a good shot you get a great shot it's cliche but that's kind of what ended up happening for you guys and you had it going um like i said 26 points six six rebounds three assists you were you were doing a little bit of everything so uh, you know i'm assuming you're feeling good your confidence is is still high which is needed but you know headed into the bama game like they are the number one rebounding team in the country like no ifs ands or buts about it it's a fact they're dogs they're hungry like mm -hmm. you know Kawhi leonard you know what, what's the what's the Kawhi leonard thing uh, Boardman Boardman gets, gets paid. paid yep yeah like that you know they're coming so you guys struggled with it against purdue like they out rebounded you like crazy um i forget what the exact numbers were but you know, what's there's got to be a particular mindset headed into this because it has a lot of Texas feel to it. Like if you come out slow, you're going to get punched in the mouth and mm -hmm. not be able to recover. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, playing Kentucky, the Kentucky game is a huge impl implication. I can't say that it, word. Implication. Implication. Thank you, God. <laughs> All this schoolwork in finals just frying my brain to a pulp. What did you just say? Implication. Yeah, bro, I can't think. <laughs> I've been doing so much homework, but uh no the kentucky game really showed that like shibway one of the the best rebounders probably ever in college basketball just dude has magnet hands for the ball like we out rebounded kentucky by a lot i pretty i'm pretty sure in that game and we 
I mean, he obviously had his rebounds, but as a team, we did a really good job getting rebounding and everything. And if we can get that mindset for this Alabama game, well, one, we're going to have to because that's a huge part of their their success is their rebounding offensively and defensively. But if we can do that and lock in and not give them easy second chance points and give them more possessions, I think I think we will will do more than good. Yeah, you out rebounded Kentucky thirty nine to twenty nine, um, which is good. I mean, like you 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 don't necessarily need to out rebound Houston, but you just need to you need to rebound as equally as them, giving them any sort of. Did I say Houston? I meant Alabama. You need to give them and you can't give them any sort of second chance opportunities or they're going to make you pay. It, it's it's not even just Alabama. Like any team that you give a second second chance to. So we did against not, Northern Illinois. We gave them too yep. many rebounds, offensive rebounds for second chance points. And it's just like it, one, it's demoralizing as hell. Like oh, man. you play defense for 25 seconds to get a rebound and now they get a quick basket, which is feels like charity or they get, they pull the ball back out and get another 15 seconds of moving the ball. And it's like, can I touch the ball on offense now? <laughs> no, it, it, like you, you said the word for it. It's demoralizing. Cause you're like, dude, we just fought. We just went through this and now yeah. we gotta, we gotta do 15 more seconds of it. And there, it, it just always happens. There's nine times out of 10, they are going to score that second time. <laughs> It's like it's like the karma rang. Like if you work hard to get the O board, you're gonna get a bucket. It's just yeah, you rightfully deserve natural it. Law. So, I hope you guys, you know, come out with some more fire against. Uh, everybody hopes it, and you know that's what you guys are gonna shoot for headed into that game. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know you hope everybody's mental is in the right spot and everybody's feeling good physically. You guys got enough days off in between um, now and then, so it, it's gonna be at the very least still an exciting game you got two high-powered programs and you know seeing them kind of ascend up and up um is cool it's it's another sec program making some noise i think they're like kind of like a team that's kind of here to stay throughout this season like they just got the kind of squad the coaching staff the system so i'm excited for the matchup i think it's going to be super cool and it'll be nice for you guys to just like have one one last really 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 tough test before you kind of get into conference play you know, you're not going to see another like top five ranked team after Alabama, probably until the tournament, I would I would mm-hmm. assume. Um, so it's good. It, it's always good, you know, to get that under your belt again, even though you've had so many fucking tough matchups thus far. I mean, easily the toughest non-conference schedule in the country. Yeah, easily. it's it's been a beast. <laughs> it's been a beast. Yeah. And you get back from the PK8 and you're like, all right, you look at the schedule and you're like, eh, maybe we got an easy game. Like we need one <laughs> and yeah. it's Kent state. And you're like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> it's, it's really been no like cupcakes or breaks for us, but uh, it's been nice. I mean, like in the moment, it's kind of annoying, but at the same time, like as a competitor, it's what you want to play against. So uh, for March, like you, we've, I think we've learned so much from these games and everything that it's just going to propel us in the future, especially in March. Like when you have to rely on stuff that has and hasn't worked in the past, yeah, no, it's the you can't beat the competition, man. I mean, it's you know the preparation that it's giving you, and then even just mm-hmm. the experience of like seeing good teams and you know having to scout them and game plan against them and then play them. Like you can only get positive things from it, even if you do lose the game. But anyway, we we're gonna take a quick break here. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we got a ton of little inside scoop stuff about Drew's agency, seven one agency, and just his process with them within his day-to-day draft process and just who he's been involved with and how how that has gone for him. we got a ton of stuff coming up here in segment two, so stay with us. We'll be right back. 
All right, welcome back into episode six of the Gimme Timmy podcast with Drew Timmy and Noah Bono. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Man, it's crazy that we're already on episode six. We're really moving and grooving out here, Drew. Um, it's exciting. It's cool. It's fun. It's been great. Time's flying, man. And uh, this is something I was kind of unsure if I would like or wanted to keep doing. But uh, I've really enjoyed it, man. And don't let it go to your head. But maybe it's because of you, man. You've been a great, great co-host. Hey, man, I appreciate that. And I will let it go to my head. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's talk about 7-1 Agency, though. You, you're in with some really good people, really cool people. So for people who don't know, uh, this agency is new. It was started, co-founded by um, former NBA players Tracy McGrady and Jermaine O'Neal. And then, you know, just the structure beneath it with all of the agents, you know, that represent clients for the brand and specifically for Drew. Like, Drew, just talk about the brand and just your decision to choose them over maybe some others and just why you know seven one agency felt like the right place for you to kind of accelerate with this nil and then even leading into the nba stuff yeah for me honestly it was a pretty easy and straightforward choice um obviously there was other groups like that we were talking to but um my relationship with jermaine goes back to high school um he started the team drive nation what was that 17 17 you and uh, i played with them my last year in au and uh he just mentored me and took me under his wing he was like he'd always help me like take me for extra work teach me about the business like and he just really you could just tell that he really genuinely cared about like our success and didn't want anything back in return which is pretty hard to find in the aau world i would say everyone seems yeah. to always want something back or use you for something for themselves and he just was in it just for the love of the game and um that's the thing that stuck most with me when I was, when he formed his agency was he was just so big on just helping and being a mentor and a guy that really is just like giving back to the game that gave him so much. And I think that was, that's why it was so easy because I always felt like he was just kind of like a father figure mentor to me. And I, I trust, I trust him with everything just because he's been such a good dude. He's never wanted anything back. And realistically, like this isn't, like a big business generator for him compared to the other businesses and like investments that he has made. He's really is doing it just for his love and everything, which is pretty cool. And uh, so just joining, joining them was a no brainer. Then obviously I got to meet T Mac and he's, he's such an awesome dude as well. And then um, they have great guys like my agent Dedrick, like he's always checking on me, taking care of me. He comes up for all my commercial shoots and stuff or how, like how the other guy, he like does all the contracts and stuff. Like he's not technically my agent, but he's like my agent. Like yeah, both those dudes. Like I deal with the most. Like they're super dope. They're always making sure I know what I'm signing and agreeing to, even if it is something straightforward. Like making sure I'm educated on the contracts and everything that goes into the business. So it's it was an easy choice for me. And then God, the combine stuff. Like just every day of practice, it was easy because their home base is Dallas. And that's where I'm from. So oh, cool. for that whole process, I was able to like actually stay at my house and be with my family and friends, which was, which was nice because getting that outlet after like those long grueling days or it's nice to come home to like a setting where you can just really relax and, and kick your feet up and have people around you and support you. Cause, uh, you know, like if you go with some agencies, like some of them are in LA, Miami, and you have to live out there and that's not something that really i wanted to do i'm a big home family guy so that worked out and then what was the commute like from dallas to where you, where your fam lives in richardson yeah so they're right by the airport dfw so it's like 
35 minute drive from my house and i oh that's lame. it is the like the place where we were at working out was the drive nation complex which is my aau team okay so it's nothing out of the or like out of the ordinary for me and um man those those days were fun uh yeah like what's it what's a day to day like you, you're getting ready for the nba draft for tell us how many months you were doing it and then just like in the in that span like what is the everyday like yeah so i ended up leaving school a couple weeks early and like just finishing my classes on zoom so i I was probably working out at least for like god it felt like four four months three months maybe at least and i would i was we had uh tim martin and fred there like those are the guys working out working us out and then also my guy drew we would uh so like from 10 to 10 to like 11, 30, 12, we would just do basketball on the court. And thank God my brother was working out with us because he, he would wake me up and drive me there every morning. Jesus, man. No, he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a saint for that because I'm not the easiest person to wake up early in the morning. You're not the easiest guy to get a text back from either, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then so we would do that and then we would go back to the weight room with the guy Mark, and um, that was not fun. <laughs> Jalen <laughs> and I fun. talked about it. We'd it's like you're on the court for like hour and a half, two hours, and then you do the weights, and then every single day you have to go push a weighted sled. You either have to push it or pull it, and they have a they have like a turf like indoor football field in the back, and that's what we'd have to go on every day, and it was not fun. Like I yep. I did not yep, like I, it at all. <laughs> I mean, it, it worked and it, it like, it helped with just, I could feel like just like kind of like that natural strength in my legs get there. I think reason why I'm dunking more just like yeah, stuff, absolutely stupid stuff like that. They're like, God, like really? But then like stupid stuff that means a lot though. Yeah. Like, no, it's good. Means a lot. I mean, and you had uh like the facility wise there and just the people around you, the strength coach, your trainers, and then even the guys you were working out with, like, it seems like it was a real like healthy, positive environment for like you and everybody else there player wise to just get better and enjoy their time at the same time. No, it was dope. And then Fridays, uh, the cool thing was like, we had a bunch of people, Tim had a, like works with a bunch of agencies. So everyone was in Dallas at like the gym working there. Or like some other place. So like on Fridays, we'd all get together and play pickup. Basically, we'd do a little shooting, do pickup. And then instead of pushing sleds, we'd get treatment on Friday. So that was like a nice like little reward at the end of the week. And then treatment's huge. I mean, especially when you start traveling on the road and stuff, like just getting the treatment that you need that day. Like I know during that time, like my shoulders would get tight a lot. So I'd always have to, I had to get needling which uh, I'm scared of needles. So that was quite an experience for me and something that. You're talking about acu- acupuncture? I don't like needling. Like they put needles like. like. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm almost, I, the needling I know of is acupuncture. Is that, were you in like a room and like, what the fuck is needling? Bro, they put needles in your body. Like, I don't yeah. know. I'm 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 continue, but I'm almost positive that that's acupuncture. Well, I'm scared of, of them, and I I <laughs> was able to conquer a fear a little bit. I was able to tolerate it because it helped so much. Dry needling, dry needling. Okay, yeah. dry needling, also known as trigger point dry needling and intramuscular stimulation, is a treatment technique used by various healthcare practitioners, including physical therapists, physicians, and chiropractors 
Shout out to my parents who are chiropractors. Um, <laughs> they don't do that though. But no, that's cool. I, I didn't know if it was acupuncture. The times I've got acupuncture, they do they stick the little little pricks in you too, mm. and like kind of rub and massage. I don't know if you acupuncture is definitely a vibe. If you can if you can you can find yourself a little acupuncture, acupuncturist or whatever there. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, back on the topic though. I just think that the seven one stuff. And just it being your second year with them? Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, like just super cool because you want it to feel like family. You want it to feel like a place where every, you know, you walk in those doors during the draft process and you know, like, there ain't no way I walk out of here and I didn't get better today. Like, because at the end of the day, that's everybody's mission there is to make all of you better, get contracts, get into the league. Um, so I always think it's cool just hearing stuff like that, especially firsthand from you about, you know, just the people that you've been around and like just hearing that you're in good hands, you always, you get a ton of players who just, it's about fit, even off the court. Like this is the right fit for you. You get a ton of guys who just don't get in the right fit on the court or the right fit with their agency. And you see this type of trickle effect it can have on people. So it's good to see that early in there in seven ones phase or um, in their model that, you know, they got a good thing going and it's like proof of concept is there. It's great um, too. Cause like the coaches really cared about you too. Like drew the guy I mentioned earlier, like we would shoot every night. We would just go find a gym on our own and just go shoot and work on like mechanics and things. And I, I changed my shot a lot last year, like last summer, like it just needed some mechanical work and like that. I owe that dude so many cases of beer <laughs> for all the help that he's given me and stuff. But like, it's just cool to have guys like that, like genuinely care about your success and everything. So shout out my guy, Drew, man. I can't wait to convince Dedrick and Hal to give me full reign <clears throat> to perfect your jump shot. I can't wait. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to persuade my balls off to just, I'm going to cock that wrist back and you're going to hit a hundred fadeaways the way you did against Northern Illinois. I love that little pullback. If you stuck the knee up, you would have looked like Dirk. It was good. I usually do. Good. I was feeling kind of st- – I didn't have my legs fully juiced up by the start of that game. I was cheesing at the TV. I said, there it is. Like, Did you like you start- Did you like my uh, sky hook, though? That was yeah. nasty. Yeah, it was – yeah. You had, a dunk, you had a dunk, too, or am I thinking of the U dunk? I did have a dunk. You had a I dunk. I did hit the stash, right. too. Yeah, that's – yeah, you hit the stash. You got to shave the damn beard and go back to the stash, or is that just tourney time? I, I trimmed my beard and left the stash emphasized. I noticed that. You, you see had, the you, emphasization on the stash? We got to work on Drew's vocabulary. Addiction is not there right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I love it. Uh, shout out to 7-1, man. They're doing great stuff, and um, Drew's in a really good spot with them and, and super cool partnership there that they got going on so shout out to them we wouldn't be doing this pod if it wasn't for them Big so facts. We're, we're gonna go to a quick break here uh please don't go anywhere because we got some fun stuff coming up quick hitters with drew variety of quick hitters uh fan questions that we did not get to last week and then we will take it home from there we hope you guys stick around we will be right back all right welcome back into episode six of the gimme timmy podcast with drew timmy and noah bono Drew's got something to say right off the bat. Go ahead, man. Y'all aren't going to know this, but eight times he messed up. Eight. And apparently I'm the only one that messes the intro up, and it's so <laughs> easy to do. But uh, yeah, I but just you don't have to you don't have to do commercial breaks. So what you're fucking up versus what I'm messing up is different. So eight. What, but eight. It was probably a legit seven times. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't get the wording down. Okay. Anyway, my first quick hitter for you, because we're all a lot of us are in the same either glory or pain did you make your fantasy football playoff or are you out what's your situation like talk to us 
I'm ashamed, embarrassed, and disgusted with myself to inform you that uh, currently I have one win. Oh, <laughs> he's a bad GM. Oh, he's a fucking terrible GM. One win. What happened there? Dude. I- so you've been out of the race for fucking weeks. <laughs> yeah. I'm all right. I've nothing, ex- it, it, but it's crazy. Like, I forgot who it was. I picked up a dude who had like 15 points. Second play of the game, he gets a concussion and he's out. And I'm just like, I'm bad luck. I'm bad luck. No, it's there's just certain years in fantasy. I was trying to ruin have. someone's season, trying to ruin their mm. season by not letting them make the playoffs because I'm like, I'm gonna take you down with me. Kyler Murray's my quarterback. Oh, yeah, that was and, like, devastating. So, just so unfortunate like terrible thing that happened but it's just like it was the luck of my team this year and like obviously fantasy's a joke and like we hope he gets well soon because you don't you don't want to yeah. see it for anybody but it's just like uh, that's kind of how uh my luck's gone this year in fantasy. okay well one win is not even worth talking about why don't we just why don't why Please. don't i get in here really quick and tell you about how you were trying to wreck someone's season i was the someone that got their season wrecked I had an 86% chance of making the playoffs yesterday. I love and the it. person that didn't there that was on the other side had a what a 14% the other 14% to make it. And what the fuck happened? I didn't make the playoff. I, I love it. I'm a hater. I did it. I'm a hater. I, went I love I love to see you not make the playoffs. It's just it's ridiculous because I had a great team and I needed 26 points from D Hop on Monday night. And then when Kyler went down, I had to watch your fucking Texas boy, Colt McCoy, shit the bed like he was 12 years old. And it was the, it was one of the most miserable nights of my life. That's not true. But it was so upsetting, man. <laughs> like, I went into Sunday just juiced up like, all right, I'm about to be the five seed in the postseason. Like, here we go. And then I got fucking robbed. I got shanked in the back. And I'm super disappointed. Um, I'm so, yeah. happy. Because I'm I'm a hater because it would be weird if I didn't make it and you did make it. It's not one of those deals where like I want to see you succeed and me not. I'm a hater. I want to see so, you go down with me. So like <laughs> that's so <laughs> funny, man. your buddy just, that I, won. He's on the not he's my on the buddy, nice dude. List. He be, beat me. He, oh, that's the other thing. He was on a three game win streak leading he's into hot. this week. He's hot. He was hot, but he's the second worst team in the league. All of a sudden, he started winning games, and I had to play him in the last week of the season. I just there's so many things wrong with my fantasy league that need to be addressed. I, I feel bad for everybody who didn't make it because of what I went through. I don't feel bad for anybody that had one win. Like fucking true. <laughs> I'm probably the right. only person in like any league ever to do that. Ever. One's crazy. You're just not setting your lineup. You definitely I, I don't definitely, set your lineup. Definitely can't. Listen, I picked up the Chiefs running back that had thirty points. McKinnon. And yeah. I didn't play him. I just didn't play him. <laughs> I didn't play him. I picked him up because I was like, ooh, this dude oh, looks man. good. And I didn't play him. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, you're a bad GM, what I said from the jump. All right, my next quick hitter for you. All time NBA starting five. Go. Ooh. All right, let me go with Curry, MJ, Kobe, LeBron, Dirk. Okay, I like the the all four. The first four were like they felt like no brainers, and I was I thought maybe you were going to say Shaq, mm. but I like Dirk. No, Dirk's a great pick. Um, Best power forward of all time. I don't dispute that at all. Thank you. You're one of the few that don't. Yeah, people always like Tim Duncan. Love Tim Duncan. I, love yeah, Tim I love Duncan. Tim Duncan. I love Tim Duncan, but he's not. 
he's not ahead of Dirk, is he? I mean, championships he is, but I feel like he gets the pass or he gets the nod over Dirk in a lot of those those talks. I'm not biased at all being a Mavericks fan, but Dirk, number one. I don't think you're biased, dude. I think it's a legitimate case. He's like top six or top five all-time in scoring. He led that team to the title against the Heat that they had no fucking business winning, but uh, we're not going to talk about that choke. That choke of a, of a year. <laughs> I love LeBron. I'm not even talking shit about him. Anyway, um, I saw a stat. I don't even really know if it's a stat, but you've never gotten a technical foul in your three and a half years of college basketball. Is that true? Wow. Like, did you not even know that? I don't think I have. That's crazy. Well, yeah, that's crazy. What? How? Like, you just you don't talk <laughs> a ton, but like you've never fucking you never had a moment where you needed to go get it. You know, you needed to blow some steam off to the ref. Or even another player. <laughs> there was, a, there was, it was like the UW game. It was like the very first play of the game, and I thought I got fouled, and I the ball went out of bounds, and the ref didn't call it. And I swear, I just stared at the ref for like thirty seconds, just right in his corneas, like soul staring, like glaze of anger. I was like, "What the fuck?" I'm surprised I didn't get a T for that. But uh, <laughs> well, you, your stare just must not have intimidated him. You just must have looked at you. You might have had the stash at the time. And be like, ah, well, what the fuck is this guy wanting? No, nah, but honestly, I, I I would say like I probably do get a little little leeway. I would say, <laughs> ah, it's it's the privilege. I did get some teas in high school though, so maybe I got them out of my system as a hormonal teenager. <laughs> I would love to see you get a technical and Mark Few just. Maybe lace India a little bit. He'd probably get a technical cussing me out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the ref would the ref would feel bad for me getting just beat to a pulp. <laughs> By coach, he would be like, "Coach, you got to chill, get out." Dude, of here. It's the same <laughs> thing with Luca getting a T for screaming at his own teammate. That's insane. I was crazy. I don't even know how that makes any sense. Ref, mind your fucking business. <laughs> like, all right, next. Favorite movie and your favorite actor slash actress? Mm. I love these questions because everybody's got their own genre, their own style. All right. Not going to lie. My favorite movie might be Django. Okay. I love that movie. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it. That goes into my list of... Yep, that goes into my list of movies that I just have not seen. Of classic movies that I still haven't seen. It is yep, a grind. Embarrassing. It is a grind. Like, it's a grind. It's, There's so many. It's a, no, it's only so one, many. but it's a long movie. Oh, I thought you meant like it's a grind to catch up oh, no, no, no. on all this the good movies. Long, but it's super, grind. super good. I love that movie. Um, I love Kicking and Screaming. That movie's funny. Mm. <laughs> Absolute classic. That's a good, like, yeah, like one extreme, like action packed, and then like a nice, lighthearted. Give me, give me another like mm. in the middle, like uh, like maybe this will get your juices flowing. My favorite movie is The Dark Knight with Heath Ledger. Mm. It's my, it's my absolute go to. Mm. I mean, the acting in that is just. Mm, and then I like I like uh like Revenge of the Sith, Star Wars, okay, Episode Three, or you pick all that stuff over like the Avengers and and Marvel stuff. I, I like all that. All that stuff's good too. Um. Spider Man Three, I think that's one with Bully McGuire when he's got the suit. He's like, haven't seen it. <laughs> wow, I'm dude. I'm very. I'm telling you, like, I'm very behind on like certain movies that are just like you gotta watch them. Like, have you ever seen like a, the, the classic that always stands out to me is like like a Pulp Fiction. Have you seen that? Yeah, never seen Pulp Fiction. Like, there's something wrong with me. So, you know, what is training? your favorite movie then? I just told you the Dark Knight. But like, other than that, like another type of movie. 
when I was growing up, I loved white chicks. I don't know why. It was it movie. was like like that was my version of your kicking and screaming. Yeah. Um, I'm drawing another blank. Dumb and There's Dumber. Leonardo... Have you seen those? Those are oh, I love those I love are, Jim Carrey. Funny, so yeah. that's why I asked your favorite actor or actress because like any movie Jim Carrey does, like nine times out of ten, I love. Oh, I love the Truman Show. You seen that with him? Mm-mm. That's a must for you. All Anybody right. that's seen the Truman Show knows why I'm telling you to watch it. It's so so good. It's kind of sad, but like it's it's what a vibe. Yeah, Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler, Will Ferrell, those guys grew up with those guys. So yeah, you have and, and Leonardo DiCaprio movies always hit home for me. He's, even in, though, he's in Django. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm a weirdo. I'm like, why haven't I seen it, <laughs> dude? Go watch Shutter Island with Leonardo DiCaprio. It's an insane movie. Isn't that it's movie insane. like a mind fuck? It's yes. That's it's what I heard. I, I see that on TikTok all the time. It's like you must watch. Like will like, melt watch. your brain and like I look you yeah. want to tap in. And then even like a like a like I really liked Uncut Gems because I liked seeing Adam Sandler. And I didn't like see different... that. I I didn't hear. I heard it wasn't the best. Nah, go watch it. It's fantastic. I hope I I I think I'm in the majority there. Like I know a couple people that didn't really enjoy mm-hmm. it, but like I just think if you like Adam Sandler you won't have any problem liking it because he's not you know how he always kind of gravitates towards the same like dad role like grown-ups or, like, or something yeah like those types. dude he's a completely different actor in this movie and it's just like it's just like was like fresh refreshing to see but that's cool yeah okay if you had to pick out of all your former teammates who would you put on your war zone team well, and for anybody that doesn't you, know, Wars, explain what Warzone is briefly, just so people know. It's like Fortnite, but Call of Duty. Like that's the easiest way to explain okay. it. And I already have a squad. I already have a squad. Oh, it's already in place. You got your your team. So, like, the squad is our manager Cole. He's the OG. Anton, he's the dog, and then Marty, Martinez Harlowskis. But he's like. A million miles away now because he went back to Lithuania. Miss Bro. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out Marty. But, you know, we have guys pop in like Chet, Killian Tilly, um, friend Carter. I'm trying to think. Jalen's Jalen Suggs. Well, you only get four people on a team, right? Yeah. So, you know, we rotate some guys, but those are the core three now, me, Ton, and Cole. Okay. That's your core three, but like – is there any? Is there someone that lags, or are you the worst one of the group? Where it's like you don't get a say to kick someone out. Oh no, I'm Hemothy on the sticks. <laughs> I'm Hemothy. I guess I can't say I'm surprised by that answer. Um, I told you this. I'm not a big video game guy, unfortunately, so I'll probably never get on the sticks with you. Yeah. Um, you need to change that with just like your movies. I do. I, I don't know what it is, man. I like. I'd rather force myself to like read a book than. Play video games. It's just like the phase of my life I'm in. Aren't you so something. educated? Ooh. I wish I, was, I wish I was more educated, to be honest. All right, let's rip some fan questions. We had a couple good ones that I accidentally missed last week. Um, this is from Jack Himmy. I'm not sure if that's his last name. If it is, it's a great last name. Drew, do you think enough players make quote-unquote winning plays, such as like making the extra pass, buying in defensively for loose balls, taking charges, etc.? just seems like an extremely overlooked part of the game. I would definitely say no. Just like just from the fact that it's more more attention goes to like making the social media play nowadays where someone would rather have like a double crossover ankle breaker than like diving on the floor like playing defense or taking a charge. 
Like I think that gets I I do think that gets overlooked and it's not as appealing to make. Uh actually my guy Brad Ballas Life, he does Ballas Life down south. He he started doing like defensive clips, like defensive mixtapes. And I think that started is starting to like resonate with young Coopers that like you don't have to be like do something sexy to get on, like get a mixtape. You can do the right things and do the plays, which I think is super cool that he's he's doing that because I think it's something that like doesn't get shown as shown as much light as it should. Yeah, hey, let's just like say it and say it how it is. Referees should never put a highlight tape out. Shouldn't. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought of that. You said something about ball is life, and I was like, I swear I've seen like highlight tapes of refs running and blowing whistles and sticking their I hands. I think up. it's Stop. funny. Why not? No, no, it's no, funny. Like, no, I'm it's a, funny. I'm a hater. It's just like, what are we? What are we showing? What do we? What do you want us to watch here? Like, you're you're not the entertainment. It's like. Like I said, I'm a hater. I got nothing. Got nothing nice. They can be refs and be good. Why refs. do two jackasses nothing. like us have a podcast? Because we can. <laughs> it's different. Why do refs get a mixtape? Because they can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If we're going based off that logic, that just because you can, fine, you can. But I'm. I think I'm still going to stay on the hating side of it. That whatever. Just, it's okay to me. be a hater. It's okay. You were hating on me and my fucking fantasy team for no reason. I'm a Twitter person when it comes to your fantasy yeah. team, though. Trash. All right. Peyton Harris says. Who's the best shooter y'all have ever played with? Well, uh, Peyton Harris and my dad and brother used to have the most goaded lifetime fitness squad you could ever imagine, and he was our sharpshooter. <laughs> oh, you know him. You know him. Yeah, I played high school with them. I think he. I think he has our high school all time three point record. <laughs> oh shit! So okay. if if I can't say him because he has the chopper, I'm gonna say Corey. Corey Kispert. Yeah, shout out Corey is the. Corey's tearing it up in the league too. I've been seeing like some Zag dudes tweet his stats. He's been shooting like perfect from the field and everything too, like just super efficient. Which is got to be the dope. beard and the hair combo he's, and the headband. He's a headband guy headband. too. Yeah. Headband gives you uh, powers. Yep, he's slinging it. We're gonna get him on the podcast soon enough. So stay tuned for that. Okay, next question we got Alex Stevenson. Message for the pod for Timmy. Specified for Timmy. They don't want to hear from me. All right. Does anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. That's okay. Gonzaga has been winning and winning for years. This has been a start to the season that Gonzaga fans and teams aren't used to for a while, being ranked 18 and being 5-3. and three. See, I'm a week late on this, so being ranked 15 and being 8-3. and three. As a Gonzaga fan and alumni, I'm not panicking, but some of the public are. Are you guys frustrated at all, or just how's the overall vibe? Um, I would definitely say it's, it's different and something we're not accustomed to, but at the same time, I think – our fan base and everything is a little entitled from the fact that like we've we've always been like top five. Like I think it's hard to keep keep a level that high. I mean, what was it now? Three years ago, like Duke didn't is that the year they didn't make the tournament? Uh like the sure COVID. It was the, it was the COVID year, yeah. Like like Duke, they they didn't make the tournament. Like everyone's gonna have a quote unquote down year. And like I still think we're having a great year, but it's just not the year that like I guess we're used and expected to sing right so i just think like just like any ride it's gonna be ups and downs and like it's not gonna be perfect and if this is a down year what a down year to have right (laughs) i think we should put everything into perspective more especially when like talking about success just because like i I think it's just a testament to coach and like how he's held this program to such a high level that if he's not in the top five people are like oh my god what's going on yeah, you, you, it makes you think like something's severely wrong, but it's not. There's other good teams, and there's just like we said, your strength of schedule or your your non conference schedule has been the toughest so far. You guys are not 
have not played many easy games along the way. So um, it, it is normal, though, for fans that are so accustomed to just winning and winning mm-hmm. and being a top five to not be fully used to it. So, like, when you see a couple losses, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, Warriors fans, when, you know, you make five <laughs> straight finals and then the next year you win 16 games, you're like, dude, what? Those people were probably miserable. Like, yeah. not used to that. So, yeah. similar stuff. Um, okay, last one. Jess Brazy. Hello. Is this where we ask the podcast questions? LOL. My daughter is making me ask. She's a big fan. Drew, is there a reason or story behind wearing your headband upside down? Also, love the podcast. Thank you, Jess. Drew, talk to us. Great question. Um, No, I just kind of like putting it upside down, I guess. Kind of did it one time. I saw a picture and I was like, it's a little different. Um, I'll keep rocking with it. And uh, yeah, I'd say the only thing I do like before every game is in the locker room like when we're going over personnel and scout i just like i have to fidget with my headband like that's just what i have to do with it to loosen up the headband and then i wrap it around my wrist for warm-ups when we come back out for the last time and then right before i put it on i kiss it Mm, and then put it on i like that Mm -hmm. yeah you you got to do like the little pull stretch because you know it has those things in it to stretch it out exactly that's why like that i have a headband from high school and i mean that thing could probably fit around my waist. It's so stretched. Hey, you should throw that away. You know, it seems pretty old. You got a headband from high school. You probably sweated in a thousand times. Maybe throw that out. Go get. A so new I one. guess washing machines aren't a thing now, dude. If there's one thing I might have picked up on is that you definitely like don't have a clear white headband anymore because you probably don't. That's do good. Your... I, I don't want one. I don't want you, a perfect. Why one. you I don't, don't? You don't want because so, this is what it tells me. You don't wash your whites separately from the rest of your clothes i put it on the loop like a rest of my clothes i don't want a perfectly white headband i Why? don't you don't want to look shiny no like they look no crispy clean i white, want white i white want looks... stuff that has memories on it in buckets in <laughs> in equity sweat equity on it i i appreciate that but I'm, what i'm saying is that white tends to start looking a little dirty and gross when it gets enough sweat on it so mm-hmm. four-year-old headband i mean it's just time to move on i Get love it the, get off i it, love dude. it i don't i don't need to be pretty i just need the results and and, and in that headband it has the results that i love and i want to cherish those results and by getting a I new headband i have to re-up that sweat equity that i put into it and it's something that's difficult for me to do because it takes time and you got to <laughs> okay, break it I, in i don't i don't <laughs> want the pearl i'm not a pearly white shiny player i'm a okay that's that's fine you don't I'm have a, to be i'm just saying that i'm I a think gritty a, uh, dirty player blue collar I like a you little, are. like you, a little nah. on my on my clothes. Respect. I'm just saying, every once in a while, switching it out. You know, you know, when you wear like a white tee and your underpits on it. You've sweating it enough. They <laughs> they start turning yellow. You're like, bro, I I can't wear this shirt out and lift my arm above my that head. That is my, facts. My fucking, okay, that's different. That's different. That's different. Brown. I'm not trying. Well, to do I'm that. saying, I I think that like if the headband gets to that point, and it's four years old. You you got to make a move. Have you seen that's the red shoes saying. I've hooped in the past like two games? Yeah, the red Wait, shoes no, that the, are the ones on you, life support. The ones you, yeah, the ones you've been hooping in all year. Yes, I retired those last game officially. That's they're, they're gone because Thank my God. mom was being such a dick to me about it. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> I don't believe you. I swear. I swear. She was like, "I'm gonna come up there, ground you, and burn those shoes in front of you." Like, you I'm have glad to stop. that she said something to you because I had a teammate last year that wore those shoes into the ground too and when they start ripping and look used up they they're ugly it, and and i and i could low-key see on tv like 
Why the fuck is Drew wearing these shoes, bro? Because like, I've got so many buckets in those shoes, and the bond that I had with those shoes, like my headband, is something that's hard for me to get rid of. You have a, <laughs> you're gonna cry? You have attachment issues. Dude. I do. I <laughs> we've been through we've been through a lot together. A lot of ups, a lot of downs. Just a, a, a wonderful, just buy, beautiful just, journey. Just buy a new pair, man. I, I love pair. something that's not just sunshines and rainbows, man. I love I love having something that I've been through ups and and downs with. I love the struggle. Just, I love the beauty. Like put it together, and it's like chef's kiss. This was a killer ending by you, Drew. Guys, we appreciate everybody everybody listening. Episode six, Gimme Timmy podcast with Drew Timmy and Noah Bono. Uh, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us those reviews. Those stars mean a ton. Drew, anything else for the people before we sign off, man? This this was a good one. Um, again, appreciate everybody listening. Drew, take us take us home. Different type beat on this episode. Really loved it. Loved the switch up. And hey, like Noah said, you better leave those stars if you went up on Santa's nice list because no one wants a lump of coal. Hey, and you want to sit on Drew's lap? Then <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Gotta go. Peace. This has been a presentation of the College Athletes Network.